catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, February 17th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. For years, the city of Gainesville has been making plans to increase affordable housing for residents. Now, it's partnering with Alachua Habitat for Humanity for what it's calling the Land Donation Pilot Project. The project aims to provide housing for 11 first-time homeowners in the Duval neighborhood. I spoke with WUFT's Anushka Dakshith, who attended the first groundbreaking event of the program. So I wrote about the groundbreaking, which the city of Gainesville is doing a project in which they will be building 11 houses over the next two years. They're working with the Alachua County Habitat for Humanity with that. And so they'll be building 11 houses for different families. They still decide on that, but I got to interview the first, um, Ashley Burke. And so I wrote about the groundbreaking of that first home and more about the future of um, the project. So who's impacted? Who exactly is allowed to apply for housing like this? So basically, it's low-income families who might not be able to afford to become homeowners and who would not have otherwise been given the chance to be homeowners if it wasn't for this program. So what this program does is it not only helps build houses for first-time homeowners, but it also teaches them how to be homeowners. So teaches teaching them about insurance, how to take care of a house, uh, and then also homeowner workshops and classes, programs like that. So the person that I interviewed, Ashley Burke, was a combat veteran. People like that who have also like served our country will be getting the houses. From your understanding, what's the history of this program? What Scott Winsler told me, he was he's he is the director at Alachua County Habitat for Humanity. Um, he told me that the legislative process in which they set aside criteria um, in order to build a proposal, which the government also the government set out requirements that they needed, and so then they sort of did like a call for nonprofits, and so these nonprofits built a proposal and Alachua. Um, Habitat for Humanities was the one chosen. That process took 11 months. And then the building of the houses itself is going to take two years. Mayor Poe said that other than the legislative part where the nonprofits work was over 11 months, but in terms of the city of Gainesville, it's been a two and a half year project where he said they were looking for new opportunities to leverage city assets and resources to bring more affordable housing. And so I think from what he's saying, um, it took two and a half years to sort of figure out how to create a plan where the city can work with nonprofits in order to uh, create affordable housing. Is there anything else you think listeners should know about this story? Um, I know when I went to the groundbreaking itself, it did feel like a very emotional event for Ashley Burke. Um, I remember her fiancé was there. I remember her daughter was there. And I just remember her standing there. She was definitely um, definitely in disbelief, as I say in the article. And it was just, I remember there were like so many people around her who were so excited for her, which was so beautiful to see. And it was just really great to see the community in Gainesville and the city officials in Gainesville come together to 
build this home for this person who really deserves it and who needs it. And it was just a beautiful thing. That was WUFT's Anushka Dakshith on Gainesville's newest affordable housing effort. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The Florida legislature's controversial 15-week abortion ban passed in the Florida House just after midnight on Friday. According to WFSU, protesters who were blocked from the chamber chanted My Body, My Choice as the bill's sponsor, Representative Aaron Grawl, closed on the bill. It passed 78 to 39. Publix announced recently that employees who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no longer have to wear masks on the job. According to News 4 Jax, the grocery store chain made the announcements on its COVID-19 Frequently Asked Questions website page. The new measure went into effect February 14th, and the decision comes as other large grocers like Sam's Club and Walmart also loosen their COVID protocols. A death caused by an accident involving the Brightline train Tuesday night is the ninth since the train resumed operations in November. According to the Associated Press, this is the 57th death to occur since the Brightline began test runs in 2017, making it the worst per-mile fatality rate in the nation. Investigators found that none of the deaths were the railroad's fault, as most were determined to be suicides or drivers and pedestrians attempting to beat the trains. In response to these incidents, Brightline has installed infrared detectors to warn engineers of people near the tracks. They've also added more fencing and landscaping in an attempt to make the area around the tracks less accessible. They're also installing red light cameras at the crossings so that police can ticket drivers who go around guardrails. After six months of suspended curbside recycling services, the city of Jacksonville announced on Tuesday that the service will return. According to WJCT, the city's mayor, Lenny Curry, tweeted the announcement and attributed the delay to a labor shortage that's affecting, quote, cities throughout the nation. With missed collection numbers still running high because of those shortages, the Jacksonville City Council formed a special committee on solid waste that has its first meeting set for Thursday morning. Supply chain shortages and rising prices are affecting Gainesville area hunger relief programs. WUFT's Ashley Hearn reports that programs like the Weekend Hunger Backpack Program are struggling to stock up on supplies for their services. Gainesville-based organizations like this that rely on donations and finding cheap, healthy foods in bulk are having to turn to more expensive retailers in the hopes of finding what they need. However, even stores like Aldi and Walmart can't guarantee fulfilling their large orders because of supply chain issues, leaving organizers frustrated. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.